Welcome to the Life with B podcast, a fresh perspective on modern living. Hey, they were talking. Hi, how are you? I'm great. How are you? So we thought we would share with our listeners a little bit more about some interior design because yeah. that is your specialty. And I know we have a lot of tips and tricks to share. So today let's talk about art. Okay how to display it, how to buy it, what to do with it, maybe some hacks, because I don't know, I find it a little bit intimidating. I think a lot of people do. When Bridget and I were talking about this topic, it's, and I think, Bridget, you feel this way about home stuff, like it comes naturally to you or over the years you've honed it. Right. So you, maybe you don't think of it particularly as like helpful to share, but I can speak for myself as someone who doesn't know how to meal plan or I don't know, right. Wrap up the house for the night. Like it helps to hear someone's perspective on it. You have a lot of good insight and a lot of fun things to share. And sure. I think people are really interested in learning that. I mean, I know I've learned a lot from you and it's really fun. Plus these things are kind of evolving and changing. And if anything, there's no rules anymore, right? Well, I would say the rules are there are no rules. Right. Which quote Greece opens it up a little bit more, but also makes it even that much more intimidating because anything goes. Totally. So I feel like a good place to start is that think about like your intention for adding art into your home. I always think of it as a way to personalize your space and also to add personality to your space. I so, like that. Yeah. I think every client that we've ever worked with has a different approach to art, a different relationship to it. Some people think about it as just a way to pull all the different colors into the room. Some people have really personal collections that they want to display that were really careful, you know, with the framing and, and the artistry of it. So, you know, asking yourself, what is my intention for the space? I think is a great place to start. Thank you. Also some guiding principles to share, you know, art comes in many forms and shapes. What's weird to someone, what's beautiful to someone isn't going to be the same across the board. So my rule of thumb is, do you love it? No matter how weird somebody else thinks it is, don't buy a piece because you think someone else will enjoy it. Buy it because you love it. Because you love it. Yes. I would say that's true for making any interior selections, but certainly with art. Yeah. So that's something that that's I always keep, the board. Yeah, yeah. keep front of mind. So gallery walls, I know is something that a yeah. lot of people struggle with. Are we still doing those everywhere? I have like four gallery walls in my house. So okay. you know what I would say? If we in air quotes are not, I am. Okay, nice. Cause I love how it looks. Yeah. So that goes back to my guiding principle. So for gallery walls, I think something some people get wrong is spacing things out too far from each oh other. Oh my gosh. So, or not putting up enough frames. Okay. So it's like you have this big wall and you bought a four pack from target and it doesn't fill up enough space. Yeah. So then you like hang them far apart from each other. To yes. Try to that's not going to help. You need to buy multiple. And then because it'll just be more dramatic, the more dramatic, the better and go floor to ceiling with them. Right. Love it. Yep. I would say just playing with the scale going oversized is always better for artwork in my opinion. And when I'm spacing out gallery walls, 
when I'm hanging it myself, that's one story, right? I'm kind of throwing up a couple of nails and seeing. Yeah, and that's tricky. Mm -hmm. But when I'm working with Jake, our art installer, he typically goes about an inch and a half to two inches between frames. And I like to try to fill up like two thirds of the wall. Oh, okay. That's good to know. What about, does it all have to be in matching frames? Definitely not. Okay. I think that's certainly a way to add interest. Let's play out a couple of scenarios. Okay. One, you have matching frames and let's say it's photographs, matching frames, colored photography. That's one way. Okay. Mismatched frames, black and white photography. Ooh, yeah. Or last mismatched frames, color photography. That's sort of the most visually stimulating. And I say stimulating. It's like, do you want your eye to rest when you look at it? Or do you want okay. your eye to be like excited okay. about what it is? So doing? you might do two different ways in your home, just in two different locations, right? Exactly. Depending yep. on what you're going for. So that's a photography example. I also have done gallery walls where it's a mix of frames with all the same subject. So I know that this oh. is something that embarrasses you is that I have nudes. I know. I know. You are a total prude. I am a prude. So you're going to have to work on that. I know I am. But they're all nudes, a lot from the same artist, but in different, I have antique frames. I have modern floating frames. I have, but you're right. They're all the same artist. They all flow. So it feels cohesive and calming. Exactly. Do you ever have things not in frames at all? Sure. Just like a canvas, a floating canvas. Mm -hmm. Or what about an object? Uh, Yes. I've done mirrors. I've done like family letters. Okay. Um, yeah, you can, again, if it sparks joy or you, but you're like not it. a big fan of having like a word, a wooden I'm word not, or something. Unless it's oversized. Okay. Like those giant letters from restoration hardware. Yes. That's a great example. I've done those that are fun. Like family names, family sayings. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, we did a really cool neon light oh. client in their workout room of like their favorite motivational saying it was Awesome. Oh, that's cool. My kids are begging me for neon letters right now. What's going on with that? I don't know. Maybe it's just, yeah, they're like back. It's like the eighties, like the neon signs. Ooh, That's what they want. Okay. Well, I think your kids are cool. So they probably have a pulse. I mean, maybe they know, they probably know better than I do. Exactly. One other thing to add is that gallery wall implies that they're randomly spaced, like art placed. Okay. I've also done a grid wall. I like grid walls too. I think I have that in my upstairs hallway because they're just perfectly placed, right? Yeah. So you would do four across, four down, fill yes. in. It's for the person who can't handle the, well, what do you mean if it needs to be an inch and a half to the left and then just take out. It's, there's an exact science to that. If you have a square wall, it works <laughs> out beautifully. So you space it out two inches to the right or left, up and down, and you don't have to think about. There's something calming about that too, because it's just perfect and it's symmetrical and it just lines up and then that makes you feel good too. I know when I walk by mine in the hall, I just feel calm because they're all perfectly spaced. Now I did have to hire someone to install. I was just going to say there was too much math involved there for me. You know how I am with the math and the measuring. 
Well, we always laugh. Brent and I have taken like tandem bike rides. We've gone on like a tandem kayak trip and we both want to get divorced after we finish. (laughs) So it's, I've, I've laughed with friends who've like between themselves and their partner, they're like trying to hang it themselves and they just hate each other at the end. Right. And you just, I know, I know my husband and I, communicate differently about things like that spatially. So it just, it doesn't work out. So it's just best to, I always, I think it's money well spent. If you hire the professionals. It, yeah. Or do it by yourself. And so you right. have no one else to blame. Absolutely. Absolutely. But you got to get those perfect gallery walls. You have a little bit more movement there, so it doesn't have to be as perfect. So that's it's why it's a great a- place to start. Exactly. And I think you can also buy templates or like different spacing. And I know that people have recommended like tape it out on the wall first to get your spacing right. Yeah. I don't have the patience for that, but if you're okay right. doing that, try it. Yeah. Out. I don't have the patience for that either, but you do see that a lot in tutorials online. And if it helps people just get that visual, then I'm all for it. Do whatever you need to do. Exactly. Framing, I know can be really expensive if you're going to go the custom framing route. It is expensive. Yeah. I think So Restoration Hardware has some really great metal framed mirrors that we've done quite a bit. Room and Board does as well. West Elm and Creighton Barrel. So we can share what those are. Yeah, we'll share some of those, those links for people to check out. Okay. That's really helpful. So that's gallery walls. Okay. So the other thing that I want to talk about is scale for artwork. I think that a lot of people struggle with not getting the size right. Okay. That's a really good point. Yep. So really, this is something where I could see before you buy a piece, we've done this for clients before. Well, we haven't taped it up on the wall. We'll put it into our drawings is to measure out what really feels good on the Mm -hmm. wall. Mm -hmm. Now I'm able to look at something, measure it out and say, okay, yes, that feels right. I think a lot of people don't know what that means. And I honestly, I don't know how to explain that. There's not a formula. It's just how you feel, right? Yes. Okay. So, but I would say when in doubt, go bigger. It's the same with lighting. If something's too small in a room, it doesn't feel purposeful. Like what's that doing there? Okay. So scale is huge. Another, I think, interesting way to display art is come up with an unusual location. Oh, that's interesting. Like what? Okay. So I've hung art on bookshelves, Ooh, yeah, which I think is cool. I've done it on columns. Something that I saw recently too is, you know, if like you hang your drapery rod close to the ceiling and then there's the space between the window casing and the rod, somebody hung art there. Whoa. That's a specific size of art though needed, right? Yes. Well, it it's like, I'm envisioning it's a wooden whale. Oh, okay. Not in my house. It's I know I'm joking. <laughs> I'm joking. But there's this restaurant in Chicago called RL and they have our like floor to ceiling and it is so cool. It's one of, oh, interesting. if you're going for that really like filled in look, okay, um, that's a great way to accomplish that. That's a good idea. So have it in unexpected places. Unexpected places, I think is a way to express creativity. Something else to think about when you're adding art to different walls, think about what you're seeing from your most often sat in position. So if you're in the kitchen, what are you seeing from your kitchen Island? If you're sitting at the kitchen table. Okay. So you don't want to do a gallery wall on two walls where you would see it at the same time. Okay. 
yeah, if you have a gallery sense. wall and you have another wall for art, do oversized pieces there. Just break it up. Okay. Right. Yeah. I could see that would be just a little busy if you were looking at multiple gallery walls at the same time. Right. Exactly. I'm also a huge fan of high and low. We've talked okay. about this a little bit mm-hmm. before too. I have mixed in, in my nude gallery wall. I have these really beautiful, expensive pieces with a piece from target. Okay. I love nice. the composition. I thought it was a nice frame and the piece from target looks elevated because because it's surrounded by other pieces that are elevated. Exactly. Also, you know, I love me some Target. Oh, I mean, for real. Is there anything better? No, I really don't think there is. And since that's mostly the only place to shop in the suburbs. (laughs) Right. There's a lot of Target displayed in the neighborhood. I thought I would close by sharing a couple of hacks. Oh, yeah. This is really helpful. Okay. So... When I was first starting out, I think it it was probably our first apartment together. I went to Hobby Lobby and I bought a bunch of frames. Okay. And they were, you know, far less expensive than things that I was finding at Target or anything like that. And instead of doing framed photos, I went into coffee table books and I pulled out different prints and scenes that I was loving because I couldn't afford real art. That's nice. Yeah. You can decide if it's going to be like a black and white scheme or colorful. And for those DIYers, I think you can really create a beautiful. There's a lot of fun things out there. Even framing a postcard is a fun way to do it. I know I've seen fabric. I know it Lily Pulitzer at the store fabric is framed in the bathroom and it's lined up in a grid pattern and it looks really dramatic when it's all lined up. Right. So I bet what looks great about that is that instead of having like three frames on the wall, it's like the whole tons of them. Right. Right. And so that's the way to get an elevated look, let's say inexpensively. Right. I love that. So again, you know, I feel like antique frames are really in go to a thrift shop and try to find something. Yeah. Um, That's a good idea. Yeah. Make it sort of an adventure. You don't have to, there are ways to do this all in one day and to get it up and then you're done. But if you're really interested in it, you know, making a story out of it or an experience for yourself, that's one way. This is super helpful. One more too, if you need to fill up a large space on your wall, but can't afford like the large piece of art, I've bought the small piece and then matted it in an oversized mat. Nice. So that it is huge. It takes up and then it's, it's about the play of negative space. Okay. And I mean, getting something. I love that look though. In general. I do too. It definitely, there can be a rhythm to it. That's really nice. And it still achieves like a similar feel. And lastly, I've painted my own canvases. Okay. Yep. Wow. I mean, why not abstract? It's definitely harder than it looked, but it can be super fun. And I've sold pieces to clients. They knew it was mine and you know, that's amazing. Black and white action. That is amazing. I love that. Yeah. So, so don't, don't be, be afraid to get your hands dirty and try pick up the paintbrush and put some together yourself. That's great. Well, these yeah. are really, really helpful tips and a lot of things that are very applicable to people like us who just want to give it a shot and create something different in their home. So thank you. You bet. All right. Thank you for joining us today on the life with B. We look forward to seeing you next time. Check us out on the life with and on our social at life with B. Okay. Talk to you soon. Thanks bridge.